witches. I'm Felicia. And I'm Holly. Join us as we embark on a journey to discover the ins and outs of witchcraft and what it means to be a witch in today's world. Grab your grimoires, your crystals, and a hot cup of tea, and let's get get spooky. Hey. Hey, how's it going? (laughs) Good. How are you? Not bad at all, my friend. Not bad at all. Tis the the eve before the eve of my born day. Ooh, almost your born day. Almost, almost your born my born day. I'm excited for that. We're gonna have so much fun on Saturday. It's gonna be oh. so much fun. Oh, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. I cannot wait. Cannot wait. Well, I'll come over early to help you set up, get much everything sorted. So Mm -hmm. I'll be there early to help you with all that fun stuff. That would be so appreciated because, yeah. Woohoo. Also, I think it's uh, also my mama's birthday. Yes. Mm -hmm. It is. Well, day before your mom's birthday. Yeah, Eve of my mother's birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Which was always fun. Happy birthday, Eva. Happy birthday, Ma. Yeah, you. We love an August Leo. (laughs) Yeah. The two most important women in my life are both like crazy fucking Leos. And also, happy early birthday to uh, Kaylee's little one, Bellamy. Yeah, Bellamy, little baby bee. Oh, yes, year old. Sunshine. You're old on Sunday. Sunday, yes. It's your birth- yeah. same day as your birthday. Yeah. So cute. She's so sweet. I know Kaylee invited <laughs> me out to Nova Scotia for her birthday, but I was like, I, I literally can't. I just spent all my money. Because I'm Aww. leaving in September. <laughs> it's also just incredibly expensive. Like for our non-Canadian listeners, flying, flying within, within Canada is, is so stupid. expensive. It's so freaking expensive. Like literally for me to fly from Canada to Paris is like $400. But for me to fly from Western Canada to Eastern Canada is 1200 <laughs> Stupid. It's gross. Yeah. So it's, it's gross. It's, so much cheaper for me to fly to literally like almost any other country than my own so it is it costs less to buy a flight to europe with a layover in toronto yep than it does to cost to buy a flight to toronto correct make it make sense yeah so literally it it makes more sense for you to book a flight to another country with a layover in toronto and miss your connecting flight than just go to toronto yeah yeah Yeah. it's stupid make it make sense i don't get it (laughs) fuck yeah anyways anywho august is coming to an end we are we are officially you know entering into spooky season i'm so excited uh, the leaves have begun to change already they're changing (laughs) early here um so that's terrifying to me actually like the leaves started changing here like end of july fucking nightmare really mine not so much like not near my house yet oh there's like a few trees at my house that like have yellow leaves on them already so (laughs) great so happy for that i love this it's great here so before fall got here i wanted to um talk about something that maybe we've seen recently okay um i know i've seen a few recently with all the rain we've had Mm -hmm. which are fairy rings Ooh. do you know about fairy rings i don't i don't no? i don't know a lot about what is it called the fae the fae that yeah. is actually what we're covering today is the fae as a <gasps> no a broad topic way yes yeah we are going in broad with the fae to begin with 
Um, and then we're going to go uh, in later episodes, we're going to go more in depth with individual subcategories um, beings. Exactly. That's so, so cool. I just had the best idea for a title. It could be no way. It's the Fae. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, I'm so excited for this. Are it's, you ready? It Yes. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe you have told me that you are a little spooked by the Fae. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. this is going to be even more interesting that you're the one doing this episode. <laughs> Amazing. Let's do it. Here's the thing. The more you know about the Fae, the more you realize that the Fae are not to be fucked with. You don't oh, no. fuck with the Fae. You no, don't fuck with the Fae. Absolutely fae. not. No. Let's get into it. Let's do it. I'm stoked. So we all love fairy tales. True. We love to romanticize the idea of cute little pixies or sprites splitting around the garden, making homes out of hollow logs, and sitting around on the caps of mushrooms. So cute! <laughs> right? Like, we all love to romanticize that yeah. idea of the Fae. Yeah. But the Fae are not always the Tinkerbells that we have been conditioned to expect. Oh, what a line, first of all. <laughs> Fucking oosh. <laughs> Big oof energy. <laughs> So if they are not what we are conditioned to expect them to be, what are they then? Oh, they are many things. (laughs) Are you going to tell us? Uh (laughs) Good. (laughs) So fae mythology and folk tales have been told for centuries around crackling fires on cold winter nights. In these stories, the fae were portrayed as scary shadows in the night and human-like beings with magical power. <laughs> Myths and stories about fairies do not have a single origin. Yeah, but they're more like a collection of folk beliefs from numerous sources. That's cool. Yeah, it's like when you see dragons in Swedish lore, but you also see dragons in Chinese lore. Yes. And this is a fucking continent away from each other. Yep. And they're still having same beings. It's like, okay, well, maybe they were real at some point that if that makes sense no exactly absolutely like at some point these two cultures that are like seemingly disconnected yeah have a lot of history that is like rooted in the same folklore i guess you could call it yeah it's so interesting yeah great i'm so excited for this whole episode i'm like pumped so several folk theories about the origins of fairies include casting them as either demoted angels Mm-hmm. or demons in the christian tradition really or as deities oh yeah oh i did yeah, not buddy. know that yeah i didn't know or, that or as deities in pagan belief systems as spirits of the dead or as prehistoric precursors to humans or lastly as spirits of nature so these are all like wow the different folk tales yeah like the collection of ideas of what these mystical beings are yeah that's crazy i've never uh-huh. heard of them referred to as like basically decommissioned angels yeah crazy that's so cool dude oh buddy (laughs) so cool oh buddy are we in in for a ride ride here (laughs) yeah get out of my head dude (laughs) (laughs) uh so the historical origins of fairies range from various traditions from persian mythology to european folklore such as from briantic which are like um like welsh and cornish okay peoples uh gaelic peoples you know or irish peoples scots yeah um and germanic peoples and of middle french 
medieval romances. Ooh. So these are all, they all tell a tale of the origins of the Fae. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but today in our ABCs of Magical Plants yeah. was Hawthorne, which was really special to the Fae. And I was so excited about your episode. I even made some of the like points specifically about the Fae today. Oh my gosh. I didn't even uh, look at it, but I will. I will yeah. check it after this. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, And the label of the fairy, like the label of fairy, quote unquote, a fairy, mm-hmm. um, has at times applied to only specific magical tr- creatures with a human appearance, magical powers, and a penchant for trickery. Ooh. At other times, it has been used to describe any magical creature, such as goblins or gnomes. Goblins and gnomes. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. That's cool. I always loved gnomes, especially in like, okay, so... As we've talked about on the podcast, I haven't read the Harry Potter books yet, but okay. the movies, yeah. there's always the the gnomes at the Weasley's house and like they just show up in all the movies and stuff. And since because like that's what I grew up on was the movies and I have yeah. had like this obsession with gnomes. <laughs> I'm like, they're just cute little things that fuck around in your garden. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they're more than just that, but. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So a uh, Christian tenant held that fairies were a class of demoted angels. Ooh. One story described a group of angels revolting and God ordering the gates of heaven shut. Those still in heaven remained angels. Those in hell became demons. <laughs> and those caught in between became fairies. Ooh. So, based on your mom's belief, Holly, when you go to purgatory, <laughs> I'm going to be right there with the fairies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down with it. I'm down with it. Others wrote that some angels, not being godly enough, yet not evil enough for hell, um, were just thrown out of heaven to become fairies. Okay. Okay. Not a terrible alternative. No, right? Not, not right. awful. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, it's, it's, you know, the angel like version of like, purgatory. Yeah, if know? someone was like, hey, do you want to go to hell or would you prefer to go to purgatory? I'd be like, mm, purgatory. Yeah, take purgatory <laughs> every day over that. Yeah, all day. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of hell, um, our good old boy, <laughs> King James the first. Oh, King James. King we should James. have like a, a, an alert. Rot in peace. What? <laughs> We should have like a King James alert. Yeah. <laughs> um, like the Imperial March, but different. More know. terrifying. Yeah. Scarier. <laughs> Spookier. Um, in his dissertation, Demonology, he stated the term fairies referred to illusory spirits or demonic entities that prophesized to, consorted with, and transported the individuals they serve. In medieval times, that would be a witch. Or a sorcerer <laughs> who had a pact with a familiar spirit. Oh, bow, 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 bow. that's crazy. Uh, tie that's it all crazy. together, Holly. Right? <laughs> like way to come full circle on that. <laughs> that's actually Woo. so cool. Yeah, right? that's actually so cool. Look so, at you coming out with all this cool shit. Uh, the fairies are at, like the fae is so dope. Yeah, so dope. So. <laughs> terrifying but (laughs) so dope (laughs) i find everything scary fascinating so that's fair i mean ditto Uh, so the fae also known as fairies as we mentioned are supernatural creatures here 
who appear to be as ancient as any pagan deity. So when we're talking about other deities, Mm -hmm. the Fae are just as old as them. Crazy, dude. Mm -hmm. Crazy. The Fae have been known to manifest during pivotal points in one's life and to live in liminal places. So a liminal place is like, it's an area where two worlds connect. Okay. Like like the edge of a forest, right? Like I see. Where where field meets forest or where um like sand meets the ocean yeah stuff like that right that like transition point exactly exactly because they live between realms right so of course they would make sense they travel between it yeah right yeah yeah. so cool Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm now i'm just gonna look for like transitional period like areas yeah there it is (laughs) i fucking live on one (laughs) fair enough fair enough (laughs) oh oops (laughs) Mm. have you spooked yourself now (laughs) i'll spook you later about it okay deal actually i will right now like sometimes the fae can be like physical manifestations of them have been like noted as being like uh sparks of light and stuff like that okay and like every june the fucking fireflies are out and they are only on the edge of the forest and they're just little sparks of light that's fair it's just like so cool in the liminal space in my backyard. <laughs> my backyard? <laughs> Amazing. So, Do you yeah. ever just sit there and wonder? Uh, never before, but yes now. Yeah. Nice. That makes sense. <laughs> I can't wait for next year. <laughs> <laughs> so they are unearthly spiritual beings or creatures in folklore or mythology who live in the other worlds, so the realm between mm-hmm. two places, yeah. also known as fairyland. Fairyland. Okay. Yes. Super imaginative. In... It's like a scientist named it. Exactly. <laughs> and in Irish mythology, the she fae, and she is spelt as an S I D H, and it's pronounced she. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the she fae live beneath a hill or a mound. And in some cases, these hills and mounds were actually burial mounds. Oh, and thus. Okay. The Fae were associated with spirits of the dead. Oh, I uh-huh. see. Because, like, as I get it, okay, because yeah. it didn't, it didn't have to be like a burial mound, but it just so no. happened that sometimes it was. Yeah. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, and uh, the Fae are also often described as being immortal. Okay. So there are many different types of fae. Mm-hmm. They are complex beings that can change physical forms at will, yeah. sometimes into completely different species of creature entirely. That's fucking cool. So we're going to go over some commonly known examples of the fae. Okay. Uh, a banshee, which is a wailing woman that is often referred to as an omen of death. Now, banshees, what? I believe, are also from Irish mythology and mm-hmm. i could be wrong i'm fucking spitballing here because i just made That's this okay. connection in my head i don't okay. know what ban would stand for but in terms of she uh the she fey yeah right yeah and it's they're being associated with spirits of the dead she's a death omen yeah honestly so i like, mean there is a connection and here's the thing typically like we've talked about this in a few of our other folklore-esque um episodes but typically like it's usually just different variations of the same origin point or like the same story that each culture oh, exactly. as it's 
grown yeah. and evolved the story kind of grows and evolves with it like you said at the beginning of this episode even like where you can find stories or legend of the fae but throughout cultures that are seemingly unconnected exactly right exactly. that's so, so wild ah and um <laughs> another one that you'll be familiar with is the boggart oh yes so a boggart is a shapeshifter from English folklore that inhabits marshes or bogs. bogs. Hence the name. Boggart. <laughs> I love that. I had no idea that banshees and like boggarts would be considered part of the fae. Like it's just. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just like I know they're like part of like magical creatures, beings, things like that. Mm -hmm. But I think you j I just never made the connection between like fae and these like otherworldly beings if you will yeah right yeah. that's so cool dude so cool um and we've got brownie which is a household fade depicted as being small with big mm -hmm. eyes and pointed ears so i visually i picture a dobby with this yeah, dude um exactly yeah that's all i can say um changelings which are super creepy um, okay. changelings are the fae that take human children and they leave a fairy in its place um, typically the fairy that will be left in its place would be one that is either weak or ill or just not of good breeding stock essentially and mm -hmm. so they would take a human child that is healthy <laughs> and trade it with their unhealthy fairy Fae. child yeah and then use that human child to improve the stock if that makes sense yeah 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 right yeah. new gene introduce a new uh mm -hmm. gene yeah yeah wow <laughs> <laughs> fucking no way it uh -huh. makes you think like sometimes you know when people have that like imposter syndrome yeah like are they an imposter are you and then uh elves which are nature spirits who appear in various folklore and mythology around the world gnomes like we sp spoke about earlier they are earth spirits who live beneath the ground leprechauns leprechauns yeah cool we we know them as you know the short bearded men who wear a suit and tie and often make their homes in old churches or castles yeah um these types of fae love music and are talented musicians often playing a fiddle pipe or harp cute <laughs> they remind me of like hobbits right <laughs> here's one that you probably are not expecting to have on this list okay a mermaid what yeah mermaids are fae. Mermaids, mermaids are part of the sirens fae question do you know yeah. are mermaids and sirens the same thing or different they are similar but they are not the same okay that's what i thought okay yeah yeah um Mermaid. just like how like a german shepherd and a husky are similar but not the same not the same yeah, yeah. got it mermaids are water spirits and in Irish folk folklore, they're known as marrows. Mermaids are depicted as half-human, half-fish creatures, and have been around for centuries in folklore and legends. Wild. Next, we have nymphs, which yeah. are nature spirits who materialize as gorgeous women and are part of Greek and Roman mythology. These types of fae are often called goddesses, mm -hmm. and it's believed the word nymph is derived from the greek word for bride oh that's cool uh pixies have a mischievous personality that often <laughs> deals with pranks and trickery they can be easily identified by their short stature small pointed ears 
pale skin and their colorful wings that flare like flower petals. That's so cute. Little Tinkerbells. <laughs> so yes, pixies are like the classic the quintessential. fairy that you would picture. <laughs> yeah. And lastly, we have the Selkie, which is a gentle water spirit believed to live in the sea as a seal. But once on land, they fully assume human form. Wait, what are the names of these ones? A Selkie. A Selkie. Yeah. Ooh. That's cool. I've never heard of that before. I know. Right? That's cool. And they look like a sea lion when they're in the ocean, but- A seal. A A seal. seal, sorry. Yeah a seal and then they pop up and that's fucking wild wild right yeah and that's all of that is just to name a few types of just a few <laughs> just a few yeah that's crazy i went through the list and i was like i'm just gonna pick out the ones that like i know yeah. and um but there's so many more there's actually so many more so. that's so cool so all of these different types of fae belong to two different types of courts the fairy court okay and when learning about the fae you'll often come across these courts and the phrase is seely and unseely okay so seely uh, is spelled s-e-e-l-i-e okay um, so seely yeah. originates from the word selig which means blessed blessed that's cute the blessed court and the unblessed court uh so almost like that good and evil light and dark essentially yeah yeah okay um so seely refers to a group of fairies who are lovely cheerful friendly Mm -hmm. typically helpful yeah um and they're generally willing to help and probably going to be honorable so they're not going to try and trick you for the most part yeah yeah um, and then alternatively, the, the term unseely refers to a group of fairies hostile to humankind mm-hmm. and wicked in temperament. The unseely are thought to enjoy torturing and harming mortals. They are easily offended and should be avoided. Such as the banshee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Nobody yeah. wants the banshee. <laughs> <laughs> However, it is worth mentioning that neither court is necessarily good or Or, evil okay yeah and this is an oversimplification yeah all courts as well as all fairies still require equal respect of course of course absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah it's just where that play on like you said light and cheerful versus tricky and temperamental yes exactly right kind of that light and that dark rather than good and evil yeah exactly that's fair yeah they all have their quirks essentially right yeah so We've got the fae, fairy, or fair folk, which are all common terms fair for fae. That's and- so cute. <laughs> I love that. And they can mostly be used interchangeably, but names are a big deal to them. Like okay. actual names. Yeah. So, so if you mispronounce or miscall them. Not even that. The fae are very passionate about words and names as they have a lot of power. Okay. So, for example... Rumpelstiltskin was obsessed with names for a reason. Because okay. he was a fae. Because he was part of the fae. Wild. <laughs> You're just making all like my childhood dreams come true in one episode. It's incredible. I don't know how you manage it every time. Fairies will often conceal their names from humans in order to preserve their real power, but are as often careless in doing so, meaning that they can be outwitted in the end. Um. Mm-hmm. If a fairy knows the full true name of a human or of another fairy, 
that fairy has power over that being. <laughs> oh, dang. But the road goes both ways. Humans are also able to control the fairies with the same role if they can find out their full name. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Very yeah. interesting. I like that. So I just like that idea because, okay, when I first, when we like first started getting into witchcraft and figuring it out and kind of understanding what that looks like in the 2020s. Yeah. I like Kaylee has talked to me about a few things and like she had always made this reference in terms of like how powerful words are and like how empowered like if you want something you have to like speak it into existence and like how like powerful language is to humans and now that you're kind of like telling me about this like it just kind of makes things make sense yeah you know what I mean makes it all yeah together yeah, it just like you kind of I don't know, you can as we like kind of start diving into all of this together, you can start to see like the links mm-hmm. where everything kind of lines up and where like everybody has these beliefs and where they pull from and yeah. yeah it's just kind of cool as you learn more like how you can start to see the spider web kind of starting to come together exactly yeah yeah it's more, cool. it's more just... pieces of the puzzle are being clicked together exactly yeah where you're at the point where you're like oh i, I think i can kind of start seeing the shape of a puzzle here now yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. almost yeah. have the edge pieces done <laughs> yeah exactly yeah Yeah. exactly now most of us know that a ring of mushrooms is known as a fairy ring yes let's cover how fairy rings are important and what they may mean for your practice if you choose to work with fairies okay cool okay not really advised but like if you feel like it yeah yeah to each their own make sure you look into it and make sure it's right for you first exactly 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 (laughs) yeah So fairy rings act like access points. They are thin places in the veil between our world and the other world. Seeing a ring of mushrooms around a tree or in an open space is often considered a sign of fairies. Fae like sitting on top of mushrooms so they appear to be growing out of them and (laughs) they can blend in if anyone walks by that way. So cool, dude. Love it. There are many legends and fae mythology surrounding fairy rings, and not all of them are good. Okay, okay. Some lore indicates that any person who enters a fairy ring takes on the burden of dancing with the fae until they go insane or die of exertion. <laughs> well, fuck, I think you might die first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah, that's the point. If (laughs) you go into a fairy ring, you will either... You're going to dance till you die. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not the worst way I've ever heard of going out, but... Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. However, finding a fairy ring is sometimes seen as good luck. It's usually not recommended to sit inside a fairy ring. But meditating next to one can help you build a close connection with the fae. You could also try placing an offering next to one. Okay. Never, not in one? Not in one. Just Never next in to one. it. Don't step in one. Don't put anything in it. Just yeah. beside it. Beside it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've also heard tale. Like, I feel like I've, maybe I dreamt it. Whoa, did I dream it? <laughs> Are you having dream deja vu right now? How is that even possible? I what feel is like happening? it might be. <laughs> like I, no, I, it's gotta be a dream. That's weird. 
that was weird. Okay. Just just tell it anyways. We're this we're this far in. <laughs> I feel like I read something, but I don't think I did, about some guy stepping into a fairy ring and then like being pulled into the other world and being forced to stay there and party and dance and stay there and eat and dance and stay there. And like I can <laughs> see it. Like I can visualize it right now and it's fucking <laughs> tripping me out because I'm like 90% sure I had a dream. 90% sure that was in my mind. <laughs> incredible i wish that we had this recorded because your face when you when it clicked that it might have been a dream was yeah was that was am was I? it a dream or was whoa. it real i don't know whoa did i read this or did i dream that i read this or did i just dream it i don't know you're pulling it you're having an alice in wonderland moment i'm just going crazy She's dancing with the fae. <laughs> I'm already insane. <laughs> and in Germany, fairy rings were thought to be areas where witches gathered to celebrate Walpurgisnacht. No, Walpurgisnacht. Nice, nice. The the Nacht on the second yeah. one was good. Was good, yeah. You gotta have that Nacht. Yeah. With the C H T. Yeah, you so, gotta get that that throat growl. <laughs> so Walpurgis nights which is what that means is held on april 30th every year and it is a modern day european european and scandinavian festival derived from the merging of the ancient pagan celebration beltane with mm. the commemoration of the canonization of the christian saint walpurga whoa yeah that was that was a sentence right at the end there mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. commemoration canonization christian saint walpurga yeah, wow. I was like, wow, that is a tongue twister. <laughs> Dude, one try, bitches. Nailed it. Fucking, uh, uh. tell me you're a podcaster without telling me you're a podcaster. <laughs> um, not all fairy rings are created equal. Some may be home to fairies and elves, while others might be carefully cultivated by insects. So oh, just because wow. you see the ring of mushrooms doesn't necessarily make it a fairy ring, mm -hmm. but there's a possibility it could be. Yeah, so don't like go fucking around trying to find out. Exactly. Exactly. Definition, definition of fuck around, find out. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> however while the folklore does show that the fair folk can be dangerous it also makes one thing abundantly clear witches have always had an undeniably close relationship with fairies yeah if if you were gonna be like let's play word association <laughs> fairy witch yeah <laughs> nailed it there are many possible reasons for this companionship these theories attempt to explain why witches unlike most mortals are able to safely commune with fairies and walk in their world without inherent consequences wow that's cool yeah i didn't know they could like walk in what was it called fairyland mm-hmm yeah, yeah the other world fairyland yeah that's crazy cool there's one hypothesis from a writer named John Garland who said that witches are fairies half reborn in human form. Oh, cool. And that's like one of his theories why witches are buddy buddy with a fae. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are one. We're just we're just half fae. Of course, there's also the fact that witches of folklore and today work with the devil, who was often named King of the Fae. Oh. Furthermore, 
In modern traditional witchcraft, the witch mother is seen as the queen of Elfheim herself. If nothing else, perhaps it is our intimate relationship with the land that brings us closer to the fair folk. Absolutely. Unlike many mortals, witches generally have a deep respect for the natural world and are innately more aware of its hidden power. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we all know that the Fae, you know, they like to protect the earth. They are all about forests and, and natural beauty, natural, natural beauty, power, or whatever. Yeah. Conserving natural beauty and Respecting being one with nature. nature. Yeah, being one yeah. with nature. It's not about like dominating nature, but living harmoniously with it. Exactly. Right? And exactly. I think like you like exactly like you just said, like I think most witches in some way, shape, or form. I think witchcraft fundamentally has to do with respecting nature and just understanding that that's where your power comes from, Mm -hmm. is your connection with all of these different elements and all of these different things around you and learning that you have like some type of control over those connections, right? So maybe it, it maybe not even just that, but it makes you more sensitive to understanding the Fae. Yes. Right? Yeah. If anything, that's so fucking cool, dude. Ugh. The popular idea of working with fairies is um, not to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Got um, it. But the history of witches kind of tells us that maybe we should. Oh, okay. Um, so there's a handful of famous witches that we haven't covered here yet, but I'm just going to talk about them briefly here. So we have John Walsh of Dorset, who confessed in 1566 that he would freely consult with the fair folk in the hills at noon and midnight. Agnes Hancock of Somerset confessed in 1438 that she sought the advice of the fae whenever she pleased. (laughs) I'll do what I want when I want. In addition to verbal consultation, it appears witches were also welcomed on occasion into the fairy realm. Whereas Other mortals typically only enter the fairy realm via kidnapping or other trickery Mm. and not allowed to leave thereafter. Yes. Okay. Witches were free to enter and leave. An unnamed witch from Yorkshire, whose story was recorded by John Webster, confessed in 1653 that a finely dressed woman led him into a hill wherein there was a great hall occupied by many fairies. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Then there was Isabel Gowdy, who claimed to have met with both the queen and the king of the fae at their home in the Downy Hill. Oh, shit. She we- got a, an <laughs> invite to the high table there. Yeah. <laughs> and so all these witches um, who allied themselves with the fair folk found themselves blessed with special abilities or otherwise assisted in their magical work. Wow. Very Bessie- cool. So these are all people like from obviously witch trials or confessions, right? Of course, yeah. So Bessie Dunlop confessed in 1576 that her fairy familiar, Tom Reed, taught her witch herbs to use when healing others. So fucking cool, dude. Anne Jeffries of Cornwall, who was tried in 1645, was sought out by many for her renowned healing powers, which she explained were the results of her interactions with fairies. Wow. Isabel Sinclair confessed in 1633 that she had dealings with the Fae, who taught her about the nature of the world and blessed her with second sight. Oh, cool. Elspeth Roach confessed in 1616 that fairy that a fairy man taught her how to see anything she desired. 
these, these are skills. crazy stories. Those are so cool. I know, right? Yeah. These skills were useful as a means for making a living, as Joan Terry explained in 1555. The fair folk, quote, taught her such knowledge that she getteth her living by it. End quote. That's so cool, especially because like we were just talking about how, you know, witches typically respect the earth more. And yes. a lot of these stories are talking about like, you know, alchemy and herbology and like having mm-hmm. the fae assist them in some type of like healing or, you know, the er- ta- taught her which herbs to use. Like exactly. just so cool. So exactly. cool. So from these brief examples, uh, we can see that although many people feared the fairies, witches have appeared to work with them just fine (laughs) i love that we get along well with others yes (laughs) except for the church (laughs) hey just because they hate (laughs) us (laughs) so if you want to try to work with the fae or if you want to attract the fae or Mm -hmm. at least gain their favor you have to be very careful okay um for the following reasons the fae often do not trust humans Mm. And uh, they're right not to. They Honestly, know. I was going to. Yeah, yeah. Like they can see what we've done. <laughs> they can see what we do to each other. Yeah. So <laughs> they're like, they, no. Yeah. I'm we, good. They know what we've done in the past. But most Fae will admit that not all humans are bad. Many Fae are pleased with at least a few aspects of human culture. Fae okay. are tough to find, especially if they do not wish to be seen. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And before attempting to work with the Fae, make sure you know how to banish and protect yourself. Mm, also, smart. Smart. Remember, this process can take a while because you're trying to establish a relationship and connection. Well, yeah, like you said, it's like they're the same age as deities and they kind of live amongst that kind of level of deity. And in the same way that it would take time and energy and effort to put forth an invitation for a deity, like, you know, you don't just be like, oh, well, that's it. I'm working with, you know, Mm -hmm. Lilith. Like, yeah, you have you have to make that connection and you have to try and build that bond over time and the fae are probably no different than that yeah exactly so cool so do you know would you pick like would you pick a fae like in the same way you know how you can pick a deity and then you make that offering or is it more like you make a generic and whoever comes you kind of suss them out and decide you see what you want to do is you want to do research on what you would like to work with and what you okay. would like to avoid, right? You you should yeah. do thorough research just on the Fae in general and try to get a general bearing of like what type of Fae are out there, especially okay. like in your general region. Like I wouldn't be going out to the edge of my forest expecting to attract a mermaid. You yeah. know what I mean? Like <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Right? Okay. So Fair enough. <laughs> yeah yeah so (laughs) (laughs) trying to attract a mermaid yeah fair enough i'm in alberta it's not gonna happen (laughs) so (laughs) fair enough (laughs) right so i think it's it's very much one of those things where you need to do your research know what you're trying to attract um Mm -hmm. i don't think i would just blindly leave out generic gifts especially without any thought because what's what's a not thought thoughtful gift right yeah that's fair very true so very very true um they are misunderstood creatures that are not to be aggravated they can become violent if provoked 
or when they feel humans have been overstepping their bounds. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They really only care about themselves and um, they'll take an interest in humans sometimes, but only if they believe there may be something curious or special about them. Yes. Yep. You have to pique their interest in some way. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're just like, nah, yeah. not worth my time. Get bent. Get bent. Get human. Mortal. Human. Get bent. Mortal. Mortal. I love that. <laughs> Hilarious. If the Fae are keen on conversing with you, they may leave you gifts. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. They might that's very cool. move things around, appear in dreams, or even show themselves to you during the day. Don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> we just gotta pretend like we you didn't talk about having fairy dreams. And nope. seeing fairies at the I end in your yard? Nope. Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, they may even show themselves to you during the day. Stay alert and remember to return the favor with offerings. Nope, don't say <clears> it. <throat> Here are a few ways. <laughs> okay. Here are a few ways you can attract fate and start working with them. Oh, do we- tell. Leave an offering. Um, mm-hmm. We'll go over some suggestions of offerings later. Okay. Plant some hawthorn, like you said. Uh, uh, your magical plant. Your magical bow, bow, plant. Bow, 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 hawthorn. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> um, they love to dance around hawthorn bush, so try planting one in your yard. Create a fairy altar. Oh, cool. Keep it very clean and well organized as not to offend them. It's fair. Braiding your hair is a form of not magic that most fae or she love. Very cool. And uh, show that you respect nature. Reduce your waste, recycle, pick up litter, so on and so forth. I love all of that. Right? Relationships, connections, manners, and traditions are fundamental aspects of the fae. Remember this as you work with them and maintain proper etiquette. Fair Make enough. no attempt to force a fae to give you its name. As discussed earlier, names are incredibly significant to the fae and contain spiritual energy and power. Mm-hmm. Some fae prefer to use a nickname. If this is communicated to you, it's polite to keep just use the nickname. Absolutely. Just use the nickname. Yeah. yeah. Anytime anybody asks you specifically to call them something, that's what you call you, them. You call them that. Yes. Yeah. End of that story. Basic common courtesy yeah please call me this (laughs) no (laughs) yeah (laughs) i will choose what i call you (laughs) how dare you tell me how you would like to be treated (laughs) get bit (laughs) fuck yourself man yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) it's often believed the fade disapprove when you say the words thank you or please it gives them the perception you still owe them something or are willing to do more for them so it essentially i see what you're saying makes you look weak yeah i think yeah in my perception of that i think that's it fair. gives them the perception that you are a weak individual that cannot do for yourself so they have to keep helping you fair enough yeah i think it's also right? like just that idea of like um you know are you gonna have leverage over them yeah. Like are you exactly. be are you trying to trick them by being overly helpful and then they'll have to owe you later without realizing it, right? Because that is kind of, you know, when you when you hear for lack of a better word, fairy tales, right? Yeah. Those are usually the types of tricks that are played. 
right? Mm -hmm. Where you take, 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 take without realizing you've done it and now you owe, right? And it comes back to bite you in the ass. (laughs) So I think it's kind of that perception as well is that, you know, they might be being tricked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just make sure you're choosing um, language your carefully. Language yeah. is important. If you'd like to communicate, you can say something like instead of thank you, you can say I appreciate you. Oh, okay. Or you are most kind. Right. It's fair. That's fair. I'd be so fucked. Mm-hmm. Please, please, and thank you. As as two Canadians, yes, <laughs> yes, so we fucked. would be. <laughs> We'd be incredibly fucked. Oh, sorry. Yes. Oh, sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry about that, bud. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Be so fucked. What do you want? (laughs) Most Bay are very shy and private. It's considered rude to pop off and boast about your encounters and interactions with them. Faye believe this to be disrespectful and may stop working with you. Okay. So, like, don't go bragging. Yeah. You don't need to tell everybody our business. Yeah. Right? Mind your exactly. business. Ain't none of their business. And, I mean, like, here's the thing. The people that did testify that they were working with the Fae, what happened to them? <laughs> they got killed. You, you got killed. <laughs> they did get charged in the witch trials. Exactly. I mean. Should have just, you know, pulled a man's daughter and not said yeah. anything. Or... Pull a Brita. Yeah. Brita Zipple. Just just lose your shit. Yeah. Lose your shit. Not confess to everything. Not confess to a single thing. No, just get angry. Just lose your shit. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Are you not entertained? <laughs> uh, hilarious. Not every interaction will result in a physical manifestation of the fae. Mm-hmm. But there are typically other signs that your endeavors to connect were effective. Fair enough. You can notice signs, numerology, and animal symbolism like butterflies. Yep. Okay. And there are other signs that the fae may be close. Ooh, what are they? So if you hear the sound of quiet laughter or hauntingly beautiful voices singing in the distance. Fuck all of that. No, thank you. (laughs) Fae are often believed to be close by when the veil is at its thinnest during both Beltane and Samhain. Okay. Finding a fairy ring, as we already discussed. If you see spheres or flickers of light near plants flowers mushrooms water or in your peripheral vision (coughs) so like i discussed with the fireflies (laughs) earlier (coughs) a sudden burst of a floral scent with no obvious explanation um though do be careful with this one because that can also oftentimes be an indication that a past loved one or ancestor is trying to contact you as well. That's wild because that shit happens to me all the time. Ooh. I just always think it's because I have pollen on me somewhere because I have so many plants around me all the time, which could also be true. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> I've never heard of that happening before, though. So That's fair. Like getting pollen stuck on you and then smelling it like i don't want to talk about it (laughs) are you sure are you sure are you sure it's not like the fireflies (laughs) like i've gotten pollen on myself before and i don't think it smells yeah no i get it all the time where i can smell like specific flowers all the time Mm. or like even like grass there'd be times where i'm like indoors and i can smell grass but i also i don't know 
I think I'm just weird. Maybe, but maybe not. <laughs> it's a mystery. Maybe that's who was trying to contact me while I was meditating all the time. <laughs> the Fae? Because <laughs> I stopped doing that shit. <laughs> I mean, it could be. Could be. A single shiny object goes missing and then reappears in an odd place. Ever had a pair of earrings where one ended up in a strange location in your home later? Could be the Fae. <laughs> like, um, losing my engagement ring. Mm-hmm. Only to find it tucked away in my camera case a year and a half later. You found it? Yeah. Wild. After we moved here. Yeah, I guess, hey. You're wearing it, so aren't like, you? No, I'm not. No? But, no, it's too big still. Okay. Um, But, like, legitimately, this this ring <laughs> just remained lost for... from one house to another house. That's crazy, dude. Not to be found until, like, A October? while later. Yeah. A while later. Yep. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Crazy. So it made the move with us, whether we knew it or not. Yeah. Ta-da! <laughs> Surprise! Surprise, Shorty! <laughs> it was wild. I was, so, I was so shocked to see it. Oh, my fucking God. No fucking way! I already got married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were you like, Mike, look, look! Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't lose it! I found it! Fuck! <laughs> great you start feeling called to work with the magic elements of fire water earth and spirit animals around you act strange or you see an excessive amount of wild animals you wouldn't normally see you start having more an animalistic beliefs like the idea that objects places insects and creatures have feelings in a soul new plants mushrooms or flowers suddenly grow around your home and the fae appear to you in dreams. Wow. I feel like this is like one of those like don't Google your fucking symptoms moment. <laughs> I know, right? Honestly. Because like right? seven out of ten of those things happen to me consistently. I know. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. Some fae will be friendly and helpful, but don't presume all fae want to work with you. Fair. Some will be kind, some will be rude, and some will be utterly just not interested. <laughs> Fair like, no, no. Pathetic mortal. Yeah. Insignificant <laughs> human. <laughs> Ting. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, you cannot command a fae to cooperate with you. Any more than you can make an animal engage with you. That's fair. So you must understand that not all fae will like you. Don't be offended by this. Keep your expectations in check. The fae are spiritual entities who have their own lives, and they do not exist for us to interact with. No, absolutely so. not. And then, as with working with all deities, it is of utmost importance to do your research before you try to communicate with them. Of course. Of course well, of course. this episode is a good jumping off point to introduce you to their lore. A thorough understanding of their traditions is important to building a relationship with them, oh, like I mentioned earlier. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So... It's important to understand that you form a relationship when working with the Fae. And with any relationship, there's always a give and take. Mm -hmm. They can be beneficial to your spirituality as long as you respect them. Yeah. Fae may make deals with humans occasionally, but only if the Fae see it beneficial in some way. Yeah. They also love to play pranks and are known for being unpredictable. Yeah. So just be careful. Mm -hmm. Be and careful. And don't, always... don't offer to help. 
or give anything until you have established a connection or relationship. If you don't know them or haven't made a connection, don't ask them to interfere in your affairs. It's not a game and the fame may ruin everything. So proceed with caution. Know who you're working with and watch how you word things. Again, language is a big, important thing. Yeah, absolutely. You have to be really careful about how you say things, when you say things, right? How you word things, right? Like if you say that you never want to, I don't know want for money again or something like that then maybe they'll just make you be a nomad and yeah you're not rich anymore yeah you're you're not rich but you never want for money because you don't need it exactly you're a nomad yeah like you know so it's very much almost like that idea of like if you had a genie right and you had three wishes you have to be really specific about those wishes you know what i mean and how you word them guess what are genies fae? Yeah, babe. Oh. Yeah, they <laughs> of are. Of course they fucking are. <laughs> of fucking course they are. Why wouldn't they be? Why not? Why, Why wouldn't, wouldn't they be? They exactly. Be? Prince Ali and Ali Ababa. Heard your Wild. princess was hot. Where is she? Where is she? <laughs> <laughs> yes, dude. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> That's so cool. I think I just always had this idea of the Fae being like pixies. Yeah. If you will. Yeah. You know? The, and the that's classic it. stereotypical Tinkerbell flitting about in your flowers and shit. Like yeah. a little hummingbird with legs. But yeah. like Or like <laughs> even the Cornish pixies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's very like much that. it's not it's just a that. large category with many different subcategories and, and sub sub geniuses and um yeah. I mean like it's very it's much huge. just like like humans versus not humans. I don't know. There's all different types of humans too. If that makes sense. We we don't all look the same. Yeah. Like yeah. we're not all the same. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I see what you're saying. I got there eventually. Just took me a moment. <laughs> I love it. Um, so offerings to the Fae are how you show them you're happy to give them things in return. And genuinely helpful. Remember, Mm -hmm. they are not obligated to do you a favor just because you left them an offering. Yeah. No. As per working with any spiritual guide. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody just because... That's not... If you give a gift with the intention of anything, yeah, and if you give a gift with the intent of that gift being receiving something, then it's inherently not a gift. Exactly. So that's that's just like buying dinner expecting to get laid. No, (laughs) no, no, that doesn't earn you anything other than you wanting to do that. Yeah, that earns you nothing but a good meal and maybe some (laughs) great conversation. Like, come the fuck on. Yeah, so true. Offerings are typically left out in nature and could be in a garden, near the water, in the forest, or simply in your windowsill next to your plants. So like, yeah, I mean, I think if you're, it depends where you're leaving these offerings, what type of spirit or, or fae you will attract, right? Yeah, so, of course. Yeah. Leaving out an offering is a beautiful way to attract fae and give them thanks for their energy. I love this. It's essential to get to know the fae you're working with in order to understand the best offerings to give them, just like with deities. Of course, yeah. They can often be quite picky about what they like and... Always remember that Faye have a very keen sense of smell. Ooh, I so, like that. 
here's a, a little list of like some decent offerings you can do. Mm-hmm. So you could plant seeds, trees, and flowers, especially those connected to the other world, like hawthorn, foxglove, or lavender. Um, I have all of them. I have foxglove growing, growing outside too. Yeah, you do. And I did not plant them. Just saying. You could have some fruit as an offering. Oh, that's smart. Mm-hmm. Pick up your trash in your local area. Uh, you can leave out crystals. Build a fairy house or a fairy garden for them. I have seen fairy houses and fairy gardens. I fucking adore They're so fairy gardens. Cute. My goal in life one day is to have like one of those massive gardens and have like little sub gardens in yeah. them. Yeah. Fairy garden being one of them. Yes. Yeah. I'm so down with that. So, yeah. <sighs> One day. Um, you can leave out herbal teas, moon water, seed bombs, uh, natural incense, baked treats like cookies or cupcakes. So, oh, if, you're, so cute. if you're trying to attract some Keebler elves, you can leave out some cookies. Some Keebler cute. cookies. Oh my God. <laughs> um, you can sing to them, leave out honey, ribbons, petals, bread, dark coffee, oats, apples, dancing Dude, to you music. Want- it literally sounds like it's like how if you could put things in a van to kidnap Felicia, what would they be? Yeah, right. <laughs> the next one is alcohol. So like yeah, check. There you go. Uh, I am <laughs> fucked. <laughs> in particular, dark rum, wine, mead or dark beer. Check, check, check. Shiny <laughs> items such as coins, jewelry, mirror pieces, etc. Leaves, mm. seashells, tobacco, candy, um, hanging wind chimes. Oh, that's Milk. cool. The wind chimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, it's in the... the like that the music. Air. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and lastly, water fountain features. These are all good <laughs> offerings to make your yard inviting to the fae. More uh, fae friendly. Mm-hmm. Lastly, we have uh, what you probably shouldn't leave out for the fae. Okay. Yeah, how, how to piss them off, basically. How to, how, how to piss off a fae. Yeah, how to make them not want to work with you. So don't add chocolate to your offering. The reason being is that fae are sensitive to harming nature or wildlife, and leaving out chocolate can be harmful to animals like dogs that may come Fair. across your offering. Fair. Yep. Fae dislike iron, so avoid any offerings containing iron. Okay. Glitter is bad for the environment, so please don't leave that as an offering. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, don't cut flowers and place them in a vase or vase. I think it's either. Okay. It's like one of those, like, how do you do it? Yeah. You know? Tomato, Just... tomato. <laughs> <laughs> so the Fae often view this as disgraceful because you literally just cut. Yeah, you just ripped out yeah. these, like, living things. Mm-hmm. Here are the dead carcasses of the, the plants you love. Yeah. It's like yeah. sticking As a an head offering. on a stake. Yeah. Uh, plastic is very harmful to the environment, so avoid placing that within your offering. And lastly, do not include salt in your offering. It, Fair enough. It makes it, well, it poisons the land, <laughs> right? So, salt the earth. Yeah. It, <laughs> There's a reason we say burn it to the ground, salt the earth. <laughs> yeah. It will, uh, it will stop things from coming back stops the the earth like plants from regenerating um yes. and then that includes himalayan salt especially because it also contains iron yes i did yeah i guess hey yeah so i guess uh that is it for my intro to the fair folk 101 
I um, <laughs> loved it. I am registering immediately for 102. <laughs> so, I loved it. Yeah. That was so great. It's very important. Just I just want to reiterate again. If you choose to work with the fair folk or a fairy or anything of that sort, mm-hmm. make sure you are thoroughly thoroughly researching it beforehand um, before you do anything yes before you even reach out or place an offering or anything like that uh because they can be tricky sums bitches and uh you just don't want to get yourself tangled up go awry yeah yeah exactly well and even like you said even in conjunction with doing your own research you know holly had mentioned earlier that you know, you should know how to do some form of protection spells or protection rituals and or as, well as, yeah. as well as banishments. Because if you do get yourself into a situation you don't want to be in, it's important to have uh, some defensive fail opportunities. Yeah. Have some fail safes <laughs> in place just in case because you never just know. Just in case. Just like, just like we don't put the seatbelt on expecting to get into a car accident. But it's just still, in case we just do. In case. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, well, that was great, dude. I I had a blast learning about the Fae. I'm a little bit spooked that I have like Dr. Google syndrome uh, with <laughs> the symptoms on your list. I mean, <laughs> but in fine. the best way, like, it's but fine. in the best way, because like, Just... if I was to work with any type of deity or any type of like spiritual entity of any kind, I would want to work with with one of them that has something to do with like nature and the preservation yeah, and conservation of, of nature and yeah. that has it's you know magic grounded within nature so like if it was the fae i wouldn't be too too mad about it but i would still proceed with caution <laughs> i mean just because they're around doesn't necessarily mean that they are trying to seek you out no either, exactly right exactly they're, yes there's just signs that they're they're around you know they're yeah they're, they're there and out. they're doing their yeah. thing exactly yeah. so cool i had a fucking blast on this episode dude good i'm glad i'm glad so you did good. i had a good time researching it because it's like wow this is this is fucking interesting well and here's the thing i feel like similar to um like a few of the other like i guess you could say like uh overview episodes you've done it just like opens the doors like really opens the doors to like really start exploring mm-hmm. an entirely new facet of spirituality and witchcraft and all of this like fun stuff that we're doing every time i like there are times i'm like man how are we going to keep doing this and then there are moments like this where it's like there's a never-ending supply of information exactly (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah literally never-ending list yeah well that's how i felt even with like the witch trials i was like you know there's a lot of witch trials but i'm afraid that they're all gonna sound the same yeah and then i started doing this one and i was like ain't nobody like brita zipple no <laughs> ain't no there shit. has never been another brita zipple and there will never be another brita zipple she, <laughs> right? she was one, one of, of a, a kind. fucking kind Absolutely. yeah exactly one in a million <laughs> i loved it well thank you again for bringing that great episode to us you're welcome Woohoo! And uh, like we say in every episode, you can follow us on all of our socials. We're on, you know, the usual TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Patreon, you know, Twitter. those those things. Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah these... Albeit not often, but still there. I'm lurking. <laughs> I just don't post much. <laughs> yeah. She's a lurky boy. So... <laughs> So, but yeah, you can follow us there. You can interact with us there. Send us uh, anything a you want. Spooky story, god damn it. Yeah, and like Holly just said, spooky stories. Always spooky, spooky stories. 
<laughs> I would. Uh, no, you're good. <laughs> we love spooky stories. We love listener episodes. We have a great time doing them. And, and honestly, they seem to, in terms of performance, you guys seem to love them mm-hmm. <laughs> as well. So in order to continue bringing those to you, you guys have to send us your stories. Yes. So. Go on to any of the socials. We're literally What Up Witches podcast or some form of that. Yeah. On every social. So you guys can find us and send us some good shit. Hell but, yeah. Uh, you know. I want to hear again, your creepy stories. Creepy, creepy. <laughs> All right, guys. Stay spooky. Bye.